Hey, it's Ian Altman. Before we dive into this week's episode, do me a favor and stop by and visit GiversEdge.com. There are only a few gifts I've received over the years that really stood out, and they were all sourced by the ruling group who you can find at GiversEdge.com. Hey, it's Ian Altman. On this episode, I'm joined by the legend John Jantz. John is the best-selling author of multiple books, including Duct Tape Marketing and Duct Tape Selling. His latest book, SEO for Growth, is really just a, a fast, very successful book on how to properly apply search engine optimization to your business for growth. We're going to cover why SEO is not about clicks, and it's not about links, and it's not about likes, but instead how you can actually apply SEO for growth. We'll talk about how you should design your website with SEO in mind and how you should think differently about using SEO to build trust in your business. You're going to learn a ton from John Jantz. John Jantz, you join a distinguished group of people who have been invited back to the program. So welcome back, my friend. Oh, it just feels like it's been three or four times. (laughs) You know what? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, John. (laughs) <laughs> so if it feels like you've been here more times than you have, that could be a bad reflection on the host. But oh, I just had I had to just zing you a little bit. To start. I, understand, I understand. Hey, it's I get it. So your so your latest book, this whole idea of SEO for growth. When we talk about SEO or search engine optimization, first let's start with the common misconceptions that people have about search engine optimization. Well, you bet. So, you, you know, we intentionally named this book SEO for growth. So it's not SEO for clicks or SEO for links. Uh, what we're trying to do is is help people recognize the word growth is a strategic word and that search engine optimization today is no longer a siloed kind of dark art tactic that you need to, you know, you build your website, you put your content and then you go get it SEO'd, you know, <laughs> and yeah. those days are really over that, that, that I don't think we can make strategic decisions about our business, about who is our ideal client about the the you know intent they have when they turn to a search engine about the journey that they take I don't think we can we can do uh, you know build websites and and create editorial calendars which have today of course become fundamental things you know without uh, putting SEO right in the middle of that mix yep so be, before you dive into kind of what people should be doing let's give our audience kind of a glimpse of how did people used to look at SEO and kind of the, some of the black hat methods and what were people doing to kind of deceive or try to deceive search engines and consumers for that matter and the stuff that used to piss us off? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that I'm trying to do with this book is kind of help people change their mindset about it. But for, you know, what people have to understand is that Google's entire goal from day one <laughs> was not to promote our websites. It was to, if somebody turned to a search engine, put in a search phrase, Google wanted to figure out what they were trying to look for and then deliver them the most useful, relevant, helpful content, period. That's always been the goal. Now, the challenge with that is that's kind of hard to do when you're thinking about billions and billions of searches and ways people ask things and all the content that's out there. So they developed a set of of 
factors that, you know, are part of their algorithm that, that, you know, is top secret, <laughs> but sure. essentially is, is meant to kind of help them figure out what all these web pages and websites, you know, are actually mean and deliver those, those results. Well, the fact is they've just gotten better and better and better at it. It used to be people would, if you, let's say you wanted to sell some alloy wheels to, you know, hot rod people, <laughs> well, you know, you just, stuff a whole bunch of words in there that talked about wheels and you probably got up to the top. Uh, then when there were more and more people doing that, you just went out to Russia or India or some other place and, and bought a whole bunch of links back to your site of everybody else talking about your alloy wheels and you uh, magically came to the top. Well, today, you know, Google has weeded out all of that. They, they, they have ways to know what the page is about they have no ways to know whether or not links are coming from relevant sort of organic places. They have ways of knowing uh, or at least assigning, you know, whether or not something is more authoritative on a subject than another. And so consequently, you know, SEO today is really about optimizing content that is is really focused on a very specific ideal client. And, and that whole notion, I mean, you know, it used to be that I, I remember years ago, you would do a search and you'd get a result and you click on it and it had nothing to do with what you just searched for. And as a user, you were just pissed off. By the way, we're also talking about here's what Google has done to change. And just for, for our audience's perspective, recognize that there are other alleged search engines. I don't know if they really exist because most of us tend to use Google, but the concepts you're talking about apply across the board. And when you say Google's job or a search engine's job is to find the most useful and helpful content, um, so if we know the mistakes that people used to make and we know that they used to kind of falsely try and attract people, what do we learn from that and what should people be doing if they want to think of SEO for growth? Well, so it starts really with your website. I mean, you have to now design your website with search engine optimization in mind. Um, and that comes from having a very strategic approach about, you know, what the homepage is going to be about, you know, how it's going to be structured, what the kind of main sort of navigation pages are going to be about. And, and if you want to find and attract that ideal client, well, you certainly need to understand, you know, before you ever put a word on the page, you know, what are they searching for? What are the exact terms that they use, that they use most frequently? What are the questions that they are asking? Maybe before they have any idea that your product or service is a solution, you know, what are their, what are their pain things that they're turning to the search engines to ask? And that's why I really talk about this being a, a, at a much more strategic level is that we now have the tools. Most of them are free, but certainly some, uh, some paid tools they're able to extract all of the information that, that that is being churned and created on a daily basis and be able to spit out, you know, here are the top 10 questions that people are asking around this search term. You know, here are, you know, here are places like forums and bulletin boards where you can actually go and find, you know, what are the hottest topics? What are the questions that people don't seem to be getting uh, answers to? And so you can develop your entire messaging, you can develop your entire website structure, you can develop your entire kind of annual blog posting editorial calendar just around doing, using some of these tools that allow you to extract uh, the, the research uh, that will give you all those answers. And so, you know, that's why I talk about it being at a strategic level. I mean, that's, 
uh, SEO now needs to be part of the planning process and not part of the, okay, you know, SEO this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want you to, yeah, SEOing it becomes a verb. And <laughs> it's like, okay, now that we've created all this content, you figure out a way to handle the terminology. No, it's the other way around. What are the, what are the things that are going to move the needle and how do we incorporate that into our strategy for communication? Yeah, no question. And I mean, there are there are technical things that that help send you know additional signals. I mean, there there you know if you have a WordPress site, you should have the 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 Yoast WordPress SEO plugin so that you can manually change the URL and the title and the description and the keywords uh, that that will show up you know when uh, when you know your page is published. And you know, so there are things like that. There are even more technical things that uh, that help. Uh, you know, share the meaning of the content on your page, like addresses and books and reviews and, you know, things like that, that, uh, that, that they're not the end all be all. You still have to have great content. People have to want to read that content and share that content, but there certainly are some under the hood uh, factors that help verify what that content is about. Certainly. I know uh, people will ask me often, they'll say, well, so if I do a Google search for business trends, your article comes up number one. How did you do that? And I say, well, so I wrote an article about business trends that apparently other people think happens to be relevant and on topic. So yeah. it comes up number one. I didn't set out to become number one. I set out to address these questions. And if people, and in turn the search engine, believes that we addressed them well, then it rewards it. And if they don't, then it doesn't. And there's yeah. there are articles I've written that I thought would, oh, my God, this is going to be huge, and it dies on the vine. And there are other ones that I write that I think, oh, that's kind of interesting. And, you know, half a million views later, I think, wow, I guess we were onto something. Yeah, and there are a, a lot of factors. I mean, co- competitiveness, um, you know, is certainly a factor. But uh, one of the factors that has always meant a lot to the search engines are uh, links back to your site. You know, SEO people call it backlinks, but it's essentially somebody else saying, hey, readers, you should go read this great stuff that Ian wrote. Here's a link to go find it. That that link back to your site, you know, sends Google a signal that says, well, there's other people like this and, and you know, other people are linking to it. And there was a time when that was such an important factor that uh, quantity of those links seemed to be kind of the, the benchmark. Um, well, that's that's an area that Google really whacked because they saw how, you know, how people were abusing that. And so, Links back to your site are still extremely important, but now quality over quantity, yep. you know, is is kind of the key. And so, if you're writing good content, if you're sharing good content, if you're posting guest posts in places that uh, that that you give you the opportunity to link back to your content. And those links are relevant. Those links are on higher authority or, or sites that Google has already said, yes, this is an important site for this topic. Uh, then then that, is, uh, that is one of the ranking factors. But what we have to do now today is instead of looking that as a way to game the system, um, link backlink acquisition of backlinks today is more like networking <laughs> than it is an SEO uh, tactic. And, and what I mean by that is that we need to work strategic partners. We need to uh, think about the people in our industry that uh, might have an interest in linking back to us. We need to really work the, you know, even at the local level, the chamber and the and the association that you belong to, and and those kinds of places are all great, relevant, organic types of places to get links 
back to your content. And, you know, if you're in a marketing, if you're selling marketing services globally, you're going to have a tremendous amount of competition. But you think about that local law firm that's doing elder law or something in their community, there might only be three or four other firms in their community doing that. Well, half a dozen good quality backlinks is going to make their content rank. And and that's where we get into kind of long tail um, long tail type SEO that that says, well, don't just say we do elder law. What do you do for for elder law in Maryland? What do right. you do for elder law in this county in Maryland? And starting to starting to get much more specific. One of the one of the things that I assert is that people care more about the problem that you solve before they care about what it can do for them. And. And so I want to get your thoughts on that in terms of SEO, because I know that on my web page, for example, the most popular page after our homepage is a page titled Problems We Solve, right? which isn't linked to anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it goes to a couple of things. Um, first off, I, I contend that for most problems, people actually don't care how it gets solved. They just want it solved. Yeah. Um, so that's that's contention number one. Contention number two is if I knew how to get my problem solved, I wouldn't have quite the challenge that I that I face today, right? And so I think that what happens is a lot of people get very in love with talking about, well, here's what we do, here's what we solve, here's the solutions. And what happens with that is a lot of times people don't associate that solution with their problem. And and so a lot of the challenge and one of the great opportunities, I think, in search engine optimization is that if you can think about how to get involved in that customer's journey, you know, when they're still sort of wrestling with the problem rather than wrestling with, do I pick this solution provider or that solution provider, you're going to have a much better chance of building the trust it takes to turn them into a client. And so – Using tools, one of my favorite tools for this is uh, a tool called KeywordTool.io. That's the URL for it. And what this tool does is you put in any term, and it will give you uh, search volume on related searches. So let's say you put in elder law. It would give you a whole bunch of related uh, searches for things like, you know, VA elder law and, you know, nursing home abuse elder law, you know, some some of those long-term phrases, long-tail phrases. But it also does what I think is really cool is it will also give you a list of the most frequently asked questions related to those terms. And questions are typically people uh, trying to solve a problem. Uh, they have a, you know, it's typically very easy to know what somebody means when they put in, you know, a full long question to a problem that they're having. And so uh, we use that tool quite often to help people develop an editorial calendar or to optimize their their websites or their uh, web pages around the questions that people are asking. Because I, I think if you can get on the question train uh, early on, uh, you, you have a much better chance at, uh, at building, again, as I said, the trust that it's, uh, it's going to take to turn that person into a client. Absolutely. And, and you know, our mutual friend, Marcus Sheridan, talks so much about, look, it's all about form, forming and building trust with people that see you as, as a respected expert. One of the things that I often see is – People, to your point earlier, will will try to. It's almost like you know, if they're selling, if they're selling, if they're a chiropractor, for example, what they do is they say, "Oh well, um, let's talk about chiropractic adjustment, and let's talk about um, let's talk about different ways of manipulating the spine and different physical therapy." And it's like, no, no, no. 
what you want to do is what what symptoms is your most common patient experiencing? So if you address questions like what are good strategies to alleviate back pain, <laughs> what exercises should I be doing to help my back stop hurting, um, things like that, you're more likely to find that patient before they're necessarily searching for a chiropractor. Yeah, no, no question. Um, and I'm glad you brought up the word trust, too, because I, I think that's probably one of the most um, underappreciated aspects of spending time and energy on, on search engine optimization. Think how often you've turned to a search engine you didn't know. Let's say you were looking for an SEO person. We'll go right there. Um, and you turned to a um, you turned to a search engine and you typed in SEO Washington, D.C., and those firms that come up on page one, First off, you figure well, they must be pretty good at SEO. <laughs> They're on page one for a very competitive term. But we put so much trust in the results that Google gives us today that there's a really good chance you won't go looking on page two or page three. Wait, 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 let me just interject. There's a page two? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know the SEO joke. It's you know the best place to hide a dead body these days is <laughs> on page two of Google. But but. But, you know, you you put so much trust in those results now that we're going to go and we didn't know that brand. Now, when we clicked on, let's say, the second result, because we liked what they uh, had in their uh, in their description uh, there in the results. Obviously, we've got to see what we want to see there. We've got to develop trust. We've got to do the things that, you know, that are going to make us want to call that person. But search engine optimization is a tremendous way to build trust because uh, if you're ranking highly, uh, there, there's a there's a element of trust that goes just with that. Yeah, you know what? That's a, it's, a, it's a great point. It's funny because as you say that, um, you know, I mentioned this notion of business trends. There are a whole bunch of other things that I index high on. Not candidly because I tried to. It just kind of worked out that way. And very often when I'm talking about, well, here are ways to modernize sales and marketing aligned with today's trends. The um, here, Here's a way to, to modernize sales and marketing aligned with today's business trends. And without us having it in the intro, about half the time the MC will say, and if you happen to Google business trends, his stuff comes up number one, you know, after the paid stuff, which is funny because so many people emphasize kind of paid ads, but that's the stuff we tend to ignore at the top of the search results. And I think it's funny that a major credibility boost when I'm doing a keynote is here's a guy who comes up number one in Google on business trends. They don't say, oh, here's a guy who built his business to over a billion dollars in value. That's like incidental, but dude, look where he is on Google ranking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, very much so. You th you'd think, you think that would be more important. So when, so when, we, when we look at this, when, when we're looking at this notion of trust, what are some of the first steps that people should take on their websites? And I realize that, you know, if if they pick up SEO for growth, they're going to get a full roadmap on specifically what they should do. But what are some of the first steps that people should do? Maybe even a glimpse of what the, of what they'll see in the book that could help them. Well, sure. So today, you know, if if we're doing a homepage makeover, for example, and we're focusing very much on SEO. You know, above the fold, when I get to your homepage, I immediately want to be hit with you get my problem or you are offering me something really compelling, you know, from a from a message standpoint. So, you know, an SEO person 
somebody doesn't come to an SEO person's website because they want to learn about SEO, they want to have their business double or triple, right? So make me that promise now and give me a quick call to action. Learn how, you know, learn how that can happen for you. You know, that kind of thing. That that needs to be really front and center. And I think a lot of times people, you know, you're seeing these all slider homepages and things. And then, you know, to me, uh, people want the, the search engines need some content on that homepage in order to figure out what that homepage is about. Uh, but right off the bat, you know, the first thing you're, I'm going to give you three seconds, right? And I want to, I want to say, okay, this is a place I want to stay more. So that's the first thing. Then you do want to have that content, uh, three, 400 words of content that is going to be around you. That's going to give you the chance to air out some of your kind of key phrases that you want to rank for. Uh, but then you immediately want to get into some trust signals. So is it, you know, here are the clients we work with, if those are people that are recognizable. Here's the places that our content has a, has appeared. Again, just trying to send some trust signals now so that somebody wants, before the, you know, we're even trying to sell them anything or or demonstrate all of our great services. You know, a lot of the, the first battle is to say, okay, you get me. You've made a compelling, you know, message. Uh, you're sending trust signals, you know, and now you can start. I think getting into uh, more of the, you know, here's what we offer and here's how we get you the result. Yeah. And I, and I think that that notion of, of first the idea of, okay, above the fold, do you get me? Do you understand? Can I say, yep, that's what I'm looking for? Or yes, they understand me. They, they help people just like us. Right. Then that idea of the content that gives them context. And for that matter, you're serving two audiences the, exactly. the visitor as well as the search engine. Exactly. And then that idea of what builds trust. Well, and and you and I, I know, both speak a lot about this idea of results. Um, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the one of the um, the things I get quoted on a lot is, look, it doesn't matter what you paid. If you don't get the results you were anticipating, you'll feel like you got ripped off. <laughs> and yep. so it doesn't matter. You know, if, if you could if your client is convinced that you're better equipped to deliver results than someone else, they'll pay dramatically more than they will for someone where results are uncertain. Yeah, no question. And and we see that uh, we see that often. And um, and obviously I mean people people can pick up SEO for growth wherever books are sold. Absolutely. <laughs> Anywhere on the planet. And in fact, I think there's a uh, there's a store on the moon that also is selling it, <laughs> but only in the audible version. So That's, well the um we also have a site, seoforgrowth.com, that you can uh, find out a little more. We've had uh, tremendous uh, endorsements of the book, so you can see a lot of the other people that you may already, if you're not familiar with any of my work, uh, you might be familiar with some of their work as well. So we've If you're not familiar with John's work, then you should crawl out from under that rock because <laughs> uh, because that would be a darn shame if people weren't uh, weren't already familiar with you. So, John, I mean, I, I just think it's like it's a wealth of knowledge that, that we've shared with people. What's the best way for people, obviously, aside from going to SEO for Growth, if they want to learn more about you, connect and learn more from all the stuff that you offer, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? You bet. So duct tape marketing, it's D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E marketing.com. And that uh, there's a host of resources there, you know, ebooks, newsletter, blog, podcast, all that good stuff too. Yeah. And, and I will tell you as a, uh, as a big fan of yours, I, I can't encourage people enough to pick up. I mean, John's written just a, a number of fantastic books that that shed just great clarity on a, on a wide range of topics from marketing to sales and now SEO as well. 
and um, everybody would be very well served to uh, spend their time on your site and pick up those books. And, uh, and, and if you don't like it, send me a note and, uh, <laughs> and I'll buy the book back from you because uh, awesome. you're in, uh, you, you definitely provide amazing value to people. I appreciate so, it. So, John, thanks so much. Um, I, and, and I'd love for people, after you read the book, drop me a note and give me your feedback on what changes you're making in your site. Because I think that um, as you read SEO for Growth, you're going to see that SEO isn't, this isn't your father's SEO, that this is a whole other way to grow your business. So, John, thanks so much for sharing your time, man. My pleasure. There's a ton of great information that John shared. Um, before I jump into the quick takeaways, I just want to thank those of you who have taken the time to actually subscribe and to share this podcast with other people. It really makes a huge difference. I'm appreciative. Let me give you a quick 30-second recap of the key takeaways I think you can use in your business right away. First, remember John's book is SEO for growth, not for clicks. So don't think about the vanity metrics. Instead, make sure you can measure the output. You want to make sure that you're focusing on helpful content and answer questions that your clients have, not just create information that's self-promoting. And finally, when you think about building trust when it comes to SEO, you want to make sure that above the fold, you're conveying that to your customer that you get them. Then you're going to have three to 400 words of content, and then you're going to convey your trust through clients and results. Remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a guest you think I should have on the program, if there's a topic you'd like me to cover, drop me a note personally at ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everyone can embrace, even your customer.